Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When your manhood bends in a different direction, visit PDURO.com to find a urologist because a bend in your erection might be Peyronie's disease or PD. It's a condition that involves a buildup of scar tissue, also called plaque, but it's treatable. Zyaflex, collagenase Clostridium histolyticum, is the only non-surgical FDA-approved injection for Peyronie's disease. Zyaflex is a prescription for adult men who have a plaque that can be felt and a curve in their penis greater than 30 degrees at the start of treatment, along with daily penile stretching and straight exercises, Zyflex has been proven to help gradually reduce the bend. Results will vary. Don't receive if the treatment area involves your urethra, the tooth that urine passes through, you're allergic to any collagenase or the ingredients in Zyflex. May cause serious side effects, including penile fracture or other serious injury during an erection, severe allergic reactions, including anaphylaxis, and localized skin and soft tissue death called necrosis due to hematoma, which could require surgery. You may feel sudden back pain reactions after treatment. Seek help right away if you have any signs of injury. Do not have sex or any sexual activity during and for at least four weeks after each treatment cycle, which includes two injections, one to three days apart. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions. If you have a bleeding condition or take blood thinners, as risk of bleeding or bruising at the treatment site is increased. Ask your doctor about all possible side effects and for product information. Talk to a urologist about Zyaflex. Find a Zyaflex trained urologist at PDURO.com or call 877-942-3539. Music is everywhere in Tennessee. The instruments, however, may vary. Your vacation is now playing in Tennessee. Plan your trip today at tnvacation.com. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Welcome to the Transformational Soul Show with your host, 
Ruth Saltman. Are you ready to experience more stability in your life? You can change your life and be who you are meant to be. Your authentic self. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Ruth Saltman, and welcome to the Transformational Soul. Um, if you're here for the first time, welcome. Really glad to have you. And if you've been here before, welcome back. I'd like to say hi to everybody watching on Rumble. We're really grateful for you guys as well. So before we get started, hello, Sarah. Um, let's all take a deep breath. Just take a deep breath. Let it out and relax. And let's do that again. And one more time. As we gather together here, we ask for our spiritual tribes to come in and form a sacred circle around us. We ask for all of the angels and archangels, all of our guides and angels, our healing angels, our higher selves, and all of our ancestors that have gone before to join with us now. We ask our spiritual tribe to wrap this sacred circle in a beautiful light filled a beautiful light-filled bubble of the highest vibration of love and light. We ask that we be open to all the messages that we receive and that we receive them with a love-filled heart and an open mind. We ask that they help us to heal and be for our highest and best good. We ask that we hear exactly what we need to hear and that we feel it at our very core. We ask that all messages be given and received with the highest vibration of love and light. And so it is. Well, hello, Jill. Thank you so much for your super sticker. Jill says, hello, everyone. I could use some healing prayers for my husband having a heart cath and stint put in tomorrow. All right. Well, we will be sending them. Um, hello, Kim. Nice to see you. Sending lots of prayers to your husband, Roy Jill. So I have a few announcements before we get started. Um, I hope you guys can join us this Saturday for the Spiritual Message Circle. Um, it's at 8 p.m. Eastern. And um, for a donation of $10 or more, you get a message from all of us that are, are on the show, all the different show hosts. Um, and so that's a really great deal. And if you've been you know, on the spirit, to the Spiritual Message Circle before, you know it's a lot of fun. And I just want to let you guys know that all of my books um, are available on Amazon. And if you have read any, I ask that you please leave me a review. I would really appreciate that. You can leave it on Amazon, Goodreads, or on my Facebook page, the by Transformation Books. Um, and please check out my website, www.ruthsaltman, R-U-T-H-S as in Sam, O-L-T-M-A-N as in Nancy, dot com. You can find out more about my services there and about upcoming releases. So last week I had talked to you guys about writing a testimonial for me, my show, or any of the Goldilocks shows or show hosts. Uh, you guys know I would never ask you to do something that I wasn't willing to do myself. So the next day after my show, I sat down and I wrote a testimonial for every one of our shows including one talking about how much I love to be a part of the Goldilocks family. And seriously, it took me maybe five to seven minutes total from the time I started until I hit send in the email. 
Um, and I did it all from my phone while I was having my morning coffee. You don't have to write a paragraph or two, just maybe two or three sentences. So this week, I'm challenging every single one of you that can hear my voice. If you love our shows, write a testimonial and send it to either me or my producer, Tiffany White Sage Woman. <clears throat> I'm challenging each one of you to write one testimonial for every show you watch. Now, who's willing to accept this challenge? I really hope that each and every one of you are, because it will only take a few minutes from your day, and um, I think you'll feel really good about it, you know? And instead of just asking you to do one, I'm asking you to do one for every show you watch. Yay, Kim's going to do it. Kim likes all the shows. I do, too. I watch every single one. Oh, thanks, Tiffany. Tiffany said that's a great challenge. I think it is, and I think that we need this. Um, you know, let Goldilocks and, and Tiffany and all of the, the hosts know that you appreciate what they're doing. Um, you know, let them know that, that your sh their shows are making a difference for you. You know, I think, you know, everybody needs to hear that once in a while. Okay, Sarah's going to take that challenge as well. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Jill's going to do it, too, this weekend. She said she'd be happy to. Well, awesome. You know, of course, now, all of you, I'm going to watch um, all the comments throughout the show and after the show. And all of you who said you accepted it, we're going to check back next week and see how you did. Um, check out the Goldilocks Productions online store. Uh, there's a lot of really great merchandise. Melissa Parks has a store there, too. And if you've been following any of this Magnitude Jewelry Party, um, there's an Easter one going on right now. So let Tiffany know if you would like an invite. We talk about this jewelry all the time because it's really awesome. And, you know, you get some perks for purchasing the jewelry through a party than if you were just to go, you know, to the website or whatever, however it works. I don't know. I've only done it through the party. <clears throat> so I hope you guys caught the show last week. Heather Hunter was live with us um, for the words of wisdom. Thank you so much, Heather, for coming on here and owning your story. I'm so proud of you for stepping outside of your comfort zone and, you know, taking control. Your story was amazing. I heard from a lot of people, a lot of people. I know it inspired other people because they've told me. Um, the words of seg wisdom segment gives you the opportunity to come on to tell your story to come on and own your story, and it will empower you. Um, your story will inspire and motivate somebody else. Next month on April 13th, Heidi Petey is going to be here to own her story. If you would like to come on and tell yours, then you can message me on Facebook or email me at Ruth at RuthSaltman.com. Now, <clears throat> I got some really exciting news. When I published my first book, Metamorphosis, A Journey of the Soul, it was back in October of 2020. And at that, that time, that's when like, everything was shut down. All of my events for the year had been canceled and so on. So I'm really excited to announce that on May 21st, I will be doing my first ever author event. And I'm super excited. It's an event through a local bookstore. And yeah, they do still exist. Um, and this is the eighth year they've been doing this. The event just popped up on social media, and I just happened to see it. When I saw it, 
I knew exactly it was meant for me. I'm like, this is, I know it. And um, so I contacted him right away because, of course, I always have questions. <laughs> and um, I got signed up today, so I'm super excited. Now, for my craft show days, I have lots of things, you know, that I need for setting up my booth. Um, I ordered a banner banner from Vistaprint last night. And um, it's so funny because, like, years ago, probably, like, at least three years ago, maybe longer, um, when I was starting my crafting stuff and I made a banner for that, well, I made designs and would save them on Vistaprint. So when I went on there, my banner was already designed. I just had to hit what size I wanted and order it. The, the, the work was already done. And um, when I did, it was actually 40% off. So that made me super duper excited. Um, I've used Vistaprint before and I love the quality of their work. I've never been disappointed. Now, there still is a lot of stuff I have to get, like a decent inventory and a book display. So I'm just going to put this out there. If anyone is moved or inspired to assist me with these costs, your donation is very much appreciated. You can Venmo it at Ruth-Saltman or PayPal me at Ruth.Saltman at gmail.com. I am grateful um, to everyone who decides to donate. I'm grateful if you don't. I am grateful for you. So... <clears throat> I'm just putting it out there. The universe will take care of it one way or another. So over a week ago, I was already getting messages about my show today about, I knew exactly what it was going to be about. And I've been taking notes, you know, for several days. And I woke up last weekend, all stuffed up, could not breathe out of my nose. And I was running a fever on and off for several days. Um, this went on, well, for several days, and I thought, geez, okay, this needs to go away. How can I do my show if I'm constantly sneezing, I can't breathe, my nose is running? You know, that's not going to be very pretty. <laughs> and I kept hearing, the show must go on. So I said, fine. Okay, spirit, fine. I will do my show no matter how I'm feeling, no matter what. But you need to heal me. And... You need, I need this fever and crap to go away. Because, you know, when you get the fever, then you get the chills, and you just feel like all you want to do is lay down. Um, so the next morning I got up, I could breathe clearly through my nose, and I haven't had a fever since. So I am super duper grateful. So today is March 23rd. Five years ago today, my life changed forever. It was the day that my mom made her transition. Little did I know when I woke up that morning that she would be taking her last breath in a few hours. Every single one of us was birthed into this world through a woman. There is a special bond between a mother and her child. I was blessed to have my mom in my life for 53 years, and I am eternally grateful for that. So many people, you know, um, don't get that. Now, I wanted to read an excerpt from my book, Metamorphosis, A Journey of the Soul. I couldn't find my book, so I printed it out, which is probably better because it'll be easier for me to read. And this is taken from the chapter on loss. <clears throat> it says, she woke up on a Sunday morning in March and called for me. Little did I know this would be the beginning of the end. I ran into her room 
She said she thought she was having a heart attack and to call 911. They confirmed it was not a heart attack and they took her to the hospital. I followed in my car and was there when they arrived. They discovered that one of her lungs had collapsed. That was the reason it was so difficult for her to breathe and she felt the heaviness in her chest. They recommended that she go into hospice care. So the hospice bed arrived and we arranged her bedroom. I slept in a twin bed next to the hospital bed in case she needed me during the night. We laid there every night talking about life, the sunrises, and anything that she wanted to talk about. She told me how much she loved me and how much she appreciated everything I did for her. We held hands every night as she was drifting off to sleep. She had been under hospice care for about a week or so. And on a Wednesday morning, she woke up acting very off. Something just wasn't right. Um, something did not look right. I called the hospice nurse and she came out right away. My mom had suffered a stroke. It left one side of her body damaged. Her left eye and left side of her mouth were droopy. It was difficult her, for her to say what she wanted to say. She was no longer able to get out of bed because she had lost the use of her left leg. It would not move and would drag behind her. This, that was from the stroke. Hospice said she would probably not make it through the weekend. She would not want to live this way. Out-of-state family members were contacted. She was in and out of it the next morning. Family members were on their way. Hospice arrived. They said she was getting close to leaving. We knew it was getting close. You could tell. Everything felt different. The hospice chaplain was there, and he began reading from one of her favorite books. As she heard the words, she was letting go. The more he read, the faster and faster she was declining. I wanted to yell, stop, but I did not. I have her book. This is the book. She used to read this book all the time. She read it several times. And every time I look at the page from the day that she passed, March 23rd, it just about gives me chills because I, it's just so perfect for her. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to read a part of it. It says, because I am infinite in all my ways, you need not fear that I will run out of resources. Abundance is at the very heart of who I am. Come to me in joyful expectation of receiving all you need and sometimes much more. I delight in showering blessings on my beloved children. Come to me with open hands and heart, ready to receive all I have for you. And every time I get to that last sentence, it just I just get a chill. And this book is from Sarah Young, and it's called Jesus Calling. So that was the passage he was reading to her. And the more he would read, you could just see the faster she was going. We were gathered around her, holding her hands and telling her how much we loved her <coughs> and that we would be okay. You could feel and see this strange sensation going on inside of her. This is something that I had never experienced before of seeing this. Um, something like a trembling, a vibration, something. The only way I can put it into words and words cannot do it justice is this. It felt like a freight train running inside her. The momentum was that powerful. It started out slowly and then full speed ahead. 
It was almost as if you could see it and you could certainly feel it. I knew that train was coming for her and that it was going to take her away. Then she threw herself back on the bed and her eyes rolled back in her head. You could see a wave move over her body, beginning at the top of her head. As it moved from the top of her head through her body to the bottom of her feet, her complexion turned to a grayish hue. Then in an instant, it was all over. She was gone. It was the most heartbreaking and awe-inspiring experience of my life. And you, you, it was just, I, it was so hard to explain and so unbelievable to watch, but you could, it was like, you could just see the life wash out of her. That's like her, her spirit was just leaving in that wave, but you could actually physically see that. As I watched my mother take her last breaths, I was flooded with so many different feelings and emotions. Enormous sadness filled my, flooded my soul. My heart was shattered into a million pieces. I felt a sense of joy and relief that her pain and suffering were over. I felt so alone, even though the house was full of people. I felt this enormous wave of energy soar through my center as her spirit left her body. It was an experience I could not put into words until now. The room was full of tears. Even though we knew for a couple of years that she was terminal, nothing prepares you for the loss of your mother. Nothing. Maybe it's because hers was the first heartbeat I ever heard. Maybe it is the bond from growing inside of her body. I do not know. What I do know is that this loss is monumental. She had lived for 74 years in a body that had always worked against her. She had illnesses that started in childhood. To some degree, she was a prisoner in her own body. She needed to be set free. She was ready to fly. She, was, she shed her earthly skin and soared into the heavens. It was her time to go. She was ready. We were not. I remember sitting outside later that day crying and thinking to myself, oh my God, I am an orphan. I realize how silly that sounds, especially since I was 53 years old at the time. But that is how I felt in the moment. I felt abandoned, alone, isolated. I was now the matriarch of my family. Going to the funeral home and the days following the funeral are much of a blur. Actually, the first six or eight months after she passed are mostly a blur. My grief was immeasurable. I was just moving through the day, drowning in my grief. I was not living at all. If there was something I had to do, I would do it. Otherwise, you could find me laying on the couch with the television on until it was time to go to bed. I do not really remember what I watched. I was just kind of numb and out of touch. My life had been turned upside down. My center, my purpose was gone in an instant. I had to figure out who I was without her. My mom taught me many things in life, but most of all, she taught me love, unconditional love. I will be forever grateful and indebted to her for that. My life has so much more meaning because she was here. I think the greatest lesson that I learned from her, from this experience, was that time is precious. Appreciate every moment and enjoy the little things. The one thing that really sticks out to me in my mind that she said to me was, Ruth, I always thought I would have more time. We were so blessed to know almost two years prior that she was terminally ill. You know, it gave her time and everyone else time to say goodbye, time to say things that needed to be said, time to do things that 
needed to be done. Not everyone gets that time, and it truly is a blessing. Um, go on here. So, like I said, there were people around for days. And it was difficult for me to process my thoughts or feelings. Um, when everybody was gone home, back to their lives, it was difficult for me to process the silence. Um, it was just, just a terrible, terrible place to be in. And, you know, I had taken care of my mom for a lot of years. So that's what my everyday routine was. And suddenly everything was gone. Um, this sadness and grief was now my life. It was clear it wasn't going to go away on its own. You know, it's my job to work through my loss. It was my job to work through this enormous hole in my heart and in my life. And I know, like, every morning I would just think, oh, she's going to come walking around that corner any minute, you know, and I imagine this whole thing. And that's what we do. A lot of times that's how we process loss. Hello, Heather. Hi, Linnell. Aw. Um, we all have or we've had, or we will have, or maybe we have right now, losses, you know, throughout our whole life. Um, it's not something we have control over, but what we do have control over is how we react to them and how we work through those losses. Um, I was heartbroken. I mean, I was numb, like felt physically, emotionally, mentally numb just from the intensity of the pain that I was in. I felt dazed. I felt confused. Um, brain fog. I couldn't think clearly. I was just going through the motions of my daily life. Um, you can't wave a magic wand and go back to feeling like your old self, you know, when you experience a loss like that, because that person doesn't exist anymore. I remember when I was younger, I must have been in my early 20s or mid 20s, somewhere in there, because um, my children, some of my kids were small and my my dad's stepfather died. And I, this was hmm, probably hadn't lost anyone besides my grandma. Um, and then he was the second one in our family. And I just remember like, all I kept thinking to myself is my dad ever going to be the same. He's just, it's just, he's not himself. And it scared me. And I, you know, cause I hadn't experienced that before. It just really shook me because I wasn't used to seeing my dad this other way. But, you know, as he worked through it, of course, you know, that all changed. Once the fog began to lift, I realized that my world was no longer the same. It took me a couple of years of just being with myself, um, thinking about everything, to work my way through the pain and the grief. But I did. I did. I came out so much stronger, focused, and ready for a new chapter in my life. One of the saddest things in life to me and it really breaks my heart, is knowing one day my children are going to go through that same pain and I'm not going to be there physically to comfort them. And that's just very, very sad. It's, you know, sadly a fact of life, but you can bet I'm going to be there with big arms around them and, you know, in the spirit world. Um, but that's, you know, something that, you know, most people do have to experience in life. Not always, I know, but most, a lot of times. So how do you heal from loss? I believe it's different for everyone. Everybody heals differently. I do believe, however, that you need to face the loss and you have to deal with it 
or you risk the chance of it tainting everything in your life for years to come. You can't, you cannot just push your feelings under the rug and hope that they will go away. They will not. You must go through it. As you go through it, you will grow through it and come out the other side of it. Sometimes in your pain, it is difficult to see, but look for the silver lining. And I, you know, it's funny because like people always say, well, there's some good in here somewhere. But when you're in that place that feels so dark and so alone and you feel so isolated, you don't feel like there's a silver lining. You really don't. It's hard to, you know, tell someone that. Um, but try to see that from your own point, because you know, deep down, there's a lesson here. There's something here that's going to um, be for your best and highest good. Figure out what that experience is trying to teach you. Every significant experience teaches you a significant lesson. Loss is devastating, debilitating, and painful. It can tear people apart, and it can bring people back together. Take time to heal. Do not give yourself a time limit. It takes as long as it takes. It's different for everyone. Take all the time you need. Be angry. Grieve. Work through your pain and come out the other side of it. Ceasing to grieve does not take away any love that you had for the person you lost. It just means that you have accepted the loss and you are willing and able to move forward with your life. How do you know when you have healed from such a huge loss in your life? I believe it is when you can think of that person and you smile. You think of them and only warm, fond memories come to mind. It feels like the pain of losing them is a mere glimmer in the background. This is also from the same chapter in my book. Um, for a long time, it was too painful for me to look at old photos, so I avoided doing that. Um, since I have healed the pain of those losses, I can now look at old photos and smile. I have enough memories of my departed loved ones to keep me warm for this lifetime. I know how blessed I am. And I, I have had and I still have so many loving people in my life and I'm so very grateful. Loss has been a great teacher to me. Loss has taught me not to take people or time for granted. Do not just assume if someone is in your life today that they will be there tomorrow. Do not put anything off until tomorrow that you can do today. Your tomorrow may never come. Appreciate what you have and who you have in your life. After three years of grieving the most monumental loss of my life, I'm finally getting back on track and moving forward with my life. I have decided to take my mom's words to heart. We do not know how much time we have on this earth. I'm no longer putting anything off. I am living in the moment. This is not to say that I don't set long-term goals or make plans ahead of time, because I do. Some things take time to come to fruition. I just do not take time for granted anymore. I no longer assume that I can do it later instead of doing it sooner. This changing in my thoughts and my perspective have had a huge impact on my life. Living in the moment takes away the grief and the sadness of living in the past and the anxiety and stress of living in the future. There is only now. That is all we truly have. Message that friend that you've been too busy to call. Tell that someone how much you love them. Spend time with the people who matter the most. 
Live so that if you lost someone you love tomorrow, you know that it was clear to them how much they meant to you, without a doubt. Do not leave anything unsaid. Leave a legacy of love long after you are gone from this world. That will give all those you left behind the courage, strength, and love to move on. So the trick is, there is no trick. There is no shortcut. You have to do the work. And it's hard and it's painful. And you will do a lot of ugly crying. But when you get through the pain and the grief of your loss or whatever issues that you are healing from that you've been holding on to forever, you will be a changed person. You will be more you than you have ever been before. You have peeled off those layers that were burdening you and weighing you down. You'll see yourself in a completely different light and it will be so beautiful. The future will be amazing and that's all well and good, but what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400 horsepower Nissan Z or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. This is what healing looks like. You are not the same person when you come out of it as you were when you went into it. Now, I talk a lot about healing and about forgiveness. My purpose in life is to help you peel away those layers so you can get to the truth of who you are. So you can heal and see yourself in a new light. So you can live your life authentically in your truth. I can't do it for you, nor would it help you if I did or could. But I can tell you about my experiences and I can give you tools to make it easier for you. You have to do this for yourself and your future generations. The healing that you do is not just for yourself. So a lot of times people think, well, I don't, you know, they don't care enough to do something for themselves or they don't feel worthy of forgiveness or worthy of being happy. But think of it this way. If you can't do it for yourself, do it for someone else. Because when you heal your issues, your grief, your loss, whatever your situation is, there is a ripple effect. There is a ripple effect into past generations. There is a ripple effect into future generations. And you and all of your family are worth it. Now, I know some of you... Um, have already, you know, worked through your stuff. Congratulations. I know how much work that is. Some of you are working through stuff now and some are thinking stuff. I don't have any stuff, but you do. You may not want to admit it to yourself and that's fine. Um, sometimes it takes us a while till we can admit, you know, to ourselves that we need to work on ourselves. That we need to heal ourselves of past situations and issues. But think about this. You're doing a huge disservice to yourself. You're keeping yourself in that safe place where you live, where you're comfortable. Living in that stagnant energy, never growing, never evolving on any level. And we all know someone like this. 
You're doing the same things day in and day out. You're keeping yourself busy all the time so you don't have to think about your stuff. You would rather be doing than to be being. You would rather be doing than to be being. Let that think about that for a minute. Because when you're doing, you're keeping your mind busy. You're keeping your body busy. But when you are being, you're just there. It's You're quiet. You quiet your mind. You be still. You listen. And that's when you start to hear all of those issues in your head. So you push them back down and start busying yourself again. But there's that's not going to help you at all. And it's not going to do you any good. You have to heal that stuff and release all that that stagnant, stale, negative energy that's just lingering there because it's keeping you, it's like your legs are in quicksand. You can't move anywhere. You can't go forward. You can't go back. You can't go side to side. You can't jump out. You can't do anything. You're just stuck there until you can get yourself out of that. And you do that by, by healing your issues. There's nothing that I can say or do that will propel you towards healing. This is your journey. And I respect that. It will happen if and when it is supposed to. But I can give you some things to think about. Would you rather live life where you push down everything you feel because it is too painful? A place where there is no growth? Or would you rather work through it and live a life full of pure love, joy, and happiness every day? Ultimately, the choice is yours. Um, one thing to, that just came to me as I was reading this, um, and when we push down our feelings or our issues and we try to pretend that like they don't exist instead of working on them, what happens a lot of times is um, we feed that with alcohol. We feed that with drugs. We see, feed that with different kinds of addictions. Now, that can happen, you know, with different people. I'm not saying it's happening to any of you that are listening, but I'm saying that can happen. But when you hang on to all that stuff, it does affect you on every level, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, um, every, every single level. And when you can clear that away, um, it raises your energy, it raises your vibration, it raises your light. Do you know how much time you have left on this earth? Nope. None of us do. Um, don't keep putting it off. One day you will not have a tomorrow. Heal your issues. Heal your relationships. Forget or forgive those that you need to forgive. And make sure that you are number one on that list. Because that tends to be where we hold on to um, unforgiveness the most is with ourselves. Let unconditional love fill your heart and enter your entire being. Sometimes it can be hard to forgive yourself because you don't feel you're worthy of forgiveness. Um, but those are things that, you know, you you have to work on. You know, whether it's a, I'm not worthy issue, I'm not good enough, but you are. You are worthy, you are good enough, and you deserve the freedom of healing yourself from all of these issues. Um, if there's one thing that I learned in 2020 or since 2020, it's that our time here is so very precious. Um, I, I can honestly say 
more, I would, you know, it used to be very rare. I would get on social media and I would see, oh, my friend's relative passed away or my friend's friend passed away. But since 2020, every single day that I get on social media, there's at least one, one person. And um, I'm not saying that it's related to the situation since 2020, but people are uh, leaving this earth, you know, at an unprecedented rate, it seems like, because every day I encounter someone who has just lost a family member and, or, or a dear friend. And we're not talking like, oh, this person was 95 years old. Well, yes, they had a great life. They lived many years. No, we're talking about teenagers. We're talking about younger people. We're talking about people that were perfectly healthy, you know, and then got hit by a bus. That wasn't the exact story, but that's an example. I mean, some crazy things. I've heard some very crazy stories um, in the last few years. You know, we're all um, standing in that line to get to the other side. We just don't know how many people are in front of us. Um, but the clock is ticking. Tiffany says, yes, two dear friends passed last week. I'm so sorry to hear that, Tiffany. And also, so true. I was spun for a bit with my sister's transformation. Aw. Oh. Okay. So, yes, it just seems like so many people since 2020, since that started, I lost my first cousin. I mean, you know, he was my first cousin, but it was the first time in my family that one of my cousins had, had transitioned and he was younger than me. And apparently it was all of natural causes, which, you know, I mean, that's just really weird. Um, and then I read about someone else today who passed away. They too were younger than me. Not that age has any bearing on, on that, but you know, sometimes it just surprises us more when a younger person passes than an older person. And I know that's probably some preconceived ideas, but, you know, you're just starting to see it so much more now and so many people. Get out of toxic relationships. Get out. Get out. Toxic relationships, toxic situations. They are leaving scars on your soul. Now, this may be in your work environment. This may be in your home. This may be in your circle of friends. But you deserve so much more. And it's time you realize that. You have to believe that you are worthy of so much more. Now, I'm not going to say I've never been in a toxic relationship in my life. Of course. I pretty much, I think everyone experiences that. But looking back on it now, I totally see why it happened. I totally see what I learned from that. I totally see how I grew from that. And if any of those people were to enter into my life now, like our energy would be so far from each other that we probably wouldn't even be on the same side of the street. Um, and that's not anything that I would ever get into now because, well, for one, um, I know I deserve more than that. Um, but you know, when you're in that place, and it's, it's hard because when you're in that place, you don't feel like you deserve more. You feel like, well, this person loves me, this, you know, and it's kind of, it messes with your head. It really does. But you've got to just, you know, heal it, get out of it. When you remove yourself from the situation 
and then you'll be able to look at it a little more clearly and you'll see it as an outsider and it'll look completely different to you. Then you will be able to see your lessons. Then you will be able to see um, how you've changed and how you've grown. And you will soon believe with a lot of love for yourself that you are worth so much more. Do you have any regrets in life? If you were to take your last breath tonight, tonight, would you leave this world with regrets? Now really think about that. Think seriously. Um, would you think, would you leave this world with unsaid things that you should have said or things you should have done that you didn't do? You are still breathing and that can change. You can change it. But remember, the clock is ticking. Um, Marcia said she's sending hugs to you, Tiffany. Oh, and Robin. Sarah says, I never realized that I needed to forgive myself and how important it is until I read your book. Oh, it makes total sense. It does. It does make total sense. And how many times in our lives have we just been so brutally mean to ourselves? You know, have you ever, and I really notice this when I hear people say it, but like, have you ever like, just like, maybe you wrote a word out and you spelled it wrong. You go, oh my God, I'm so stupid. And I, you know, you hear people say this stuff all the time, but your mind hears it. Your body believes it. Um, even though you probably meant nothing by it, you know, that energy is still stored there. And, and that's just something really small and minor. You know, the way you talk to yourself is so important because your body hears everything that you say. Okay, Sarah, RK Robin's going to be driving. Let us just forgive yourself for everything because it's all just levels on up. Less lessons, not baggage. Hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, you, you can move past that and you have to move past that. Robin says, I have been forgiving myself for everything I put Robin through. I have been learning big lessons. Well, that's awesome. That is so awesome. And that's what you need to do. Marcia says, yes, I catch myself all the time. Watch my thoughts. Yes. And you know what? Like I used to say things like that to myself. I don't know if I ever called myself stupid, but, um, cause I just never cared for that word, but you know, I would always put myself down and I would not just think it, but I would say it out loud and you know, you get used to hearing that. So it's like nothing like nothing when somebody else says it to you right and you know you beat yourself up emotionally when someone else does it you don't even recognize it because you're used to it and that's how you know it starts we get into these toxic relationships <clears throat> but now if you were talking to yourself nice every day telling yourself oh i love you oh you know you're so wonderful you're so kind you know say wonderful things all the time Somebody came along and said, hey, dummy, you're so stupid. You know, it's going to hit you. You're going to be like, whoa, I don't like that energy because, you know, it's something you're not used to. Treat yourself really good. This is why, you know, our self-healing is so important. We have to let go of all of that. And, you know, grief is very strange. You know, like the missing my mom never goes away. I, I always miss her. But the pain of losing her lessens every day. 
It really does. I don't think about her now and like burst into tears or feel that pain in my, my heart, you know, because she's gone. I feel her around me all the time and I talk to her and, you know, lots of stuff. Um, but grief is really strange and it affects people differently and it will show up. It will show itself to you in many different ways. It might cause you to withdraw, to withdraw from your friends, from life as you know it. It might cause you to lash out in anger. However it shows up for you, know this. Know that it is grief disguised as something else. Because when you can recognize that, then you realize where the healing needs to take place. I mean, if you're just lashing out to people being angry all the time, from what they see, they'll think, wow, that's a really mean person. But it's just your grief is coming out in that form. But once you heal it, that's not going to happen. Um, oh, you guys are so sweet. Sarah says, you're such a great inspiration for all of us. Sarah, I really, really, really appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Robin says, I'm getting messages tonight for sure. Thank you for a great show. Well, you are so welcome. And Robin loves us all. And we all love you, Robin. Um, until you face it, until you deal with it, and until you heal it, it's going to continue to plague you and affect every aspect of your being. Every aspect. The grief. The un unhealed issues. And it's like that. It's like that for any of our feelings or issues that we suppress. We try to push them down. And so what do we do? Sometimes we push them down with food. We push them down with alcohol because we don't want to feel them because it hurts. And I'm not mocking anyone. It does hurt. Dealing with those things hurts a lot. Um, you know, suppressing that, it does damage us at every level. But they're going to continue to come up in one way or another until you heal them. You know, it could come up, you know, as something else, but it's going to give you those same feelings and same emotions that you're trying to suppress. Um, maybe you feel guilt. Maybe you feel anxiety over the way your relationship with the other person ended. Maybe you weren't on good terms when they left. That's something that you will have to work through. But the sooner you can do that, the better. It will be for you. Grief does not have to control your life. You can work through it and heal it. That doesn't mean that you didn't love the person that you're grieving for. It just means that you can move on with your life. That you accept it and you can move on. The love is still there. It's always going to be. It will never die. Grief has no timetable. It takes as long as it takes to work through your loss. Some people can work through it rather quickly. I mean, it took me three years till I was starting to feel um, somewhat, I don't want to use the word normal, but somewhat human again. Because um, I just walked around in a daze for so long. Like, so long. And it's, it's, it's a strange feeling because it's not like your mind is focused on anything else. It's like there's nothing there but, like, clouds or fog or something in your head. Because nothing is clear. And it's a very strange feeling. And I'll tell you, another strange feeling was when I was reading from that chapter in my book. Because I haven't read my book since I first published it. So when I was looking over this the other day, it's like, wow, this is really different reading it now. And so as I was reading it, 
like I'm, I'm seeing all of this happening in my mind from when it really happened. But then I'm also at the same time remembering how I felt when I wrote about it. And then I'm reading it. And it was just like, it was like crazy all at once. It was really weird, weird feeling. But it, I mean, it was a good one. Um, not that they're, those are happy memories. But that day is just as clear in my head as it was the day that it happened. Um, some of it, not all of it, not going to lie. It's not all clear. But the part that impacted me the most was. And, you know, a lot of times when someone passes like that, well, like we had family members that were on their way. And, you know, they didn't get there in time. After their plane landed, my mom knew the plane landed. She decided it was time to go. You know, that's the way it was meant to be. You know, I don't know why. Um, but, you know, a lot of times people are, are associate that with guilt. I should have been there. I should have done this. I should have done that. And I did that when my grandmother passed back in 86. I felt so bad. I was the only family member that wasn't there. I carried that guilt for like probably 20 years. No, excuse me. And, um, you know, and that really just like bothered me. It haunted me. I felt like I should have been there. I lived in a different state at the time and I couldn't get there. We didn't know she was going to pass at that time. And, um, like I was the only one not there, only one. And I thought, well, geez, you know, I felt so much guilt, so much guilt for such a long time. And I came to realize that it wasn't meant for me to be there. It happened just the way it was supposed to for whatever reason, because I do believe everything happens for a reason. And for whatever reason, I wasn't meant to be there. Now, is that because... I, you know, I was pretty young then, and my grandmother at the time, you know, she was like one of my favorite people in the whole world. And, you know, maybe I wouldn't have handled it well. Maybe it would have been way too much for me. Or maybe seeing her like that would have been too much for me, because I will tell you, at the funeral home, um, she did not at all look like my grandmother. She looked completely different, and that made it a lot easier for me at the funeral, um, which might sound crazy, but... Um, so anyways, so about a, maybe within an hour of my mom transitioning, the family members are knocking at the door and open the door and I just burst into tears because I felt so bad for them that they, you know, got there when they did. And at the time, you know, everyone's still so much in shock, but it wasn't meant to be. It just wasn't meant to be. Now, whether that was, you know, because my mom didn't want you know, certain people to see her, you know, in that condition, or if it was for these other people, who knows? But all I know is it was for the best and highest good of all involved and that that's the way it's supposed to happen. So when something like that happens with you, don't feel that guilt. Don't feel like, you know, you should have been there. If you should have been there, you would have been there. Um, or else it would have happened differently. I totally believe that. All different. Dad, sister, and brother, Linnell says. Sarah says, I've used alcohol before to deal with what was going on. I decided I'm not going to get anywhere being drunk. I was on a six-month binge. So grateful to be free of that. Well, Sarah, you know, thank you so much for sharing that. 
I, you know, it's not easy always to share stuff like that about ourselves. And I really appreciate that. And I know that's going to help someone else. And I love what you said. I decided I'm not going to get anywhere being drunk. And that is such a smart move. That is awesome. Sometimes we're not meant to be there at the last moments. Very true. And, you know, and I feel like we get to choose when it's our time. You know, we get to choose how we want to go. Um, my dad certainly did. He wanted to go in the room with my mom, just him and my mom and her holding his hand. And that's exactly how he passed. Um, even though the house had been full of people for two weeks at that, you know, that one morning for that hour, however long it was, um, where they were alone, that's when he decided to go. And, you know, and I have to honor that and respect that, that even though we were there around the clock with him, you know, that's how he wanted it to be. So it was. And who am I to say that's not okay? You know, that's not my choice. That's not my journey. Um, I know we've all have losses in life where we all experience these things. And when it happens, a lot of times, you know, a lot of times it can be such a huge shock. You know, it's, it's something totally unexpected. Um, but even, I will tell you, from my own experience with, my, with a lot of my family, we knew beforehand. And, you know, while it doesn't really make it any easier, it kind of does. Because you get that, the time that you spend with them. Like, you know, the last several years that I spent with my mom and the last few months that I had of my dad's life that I spent with him, it was like the most quality time, you know, the most loving time. Every time I would leave, like to go somewhere, run to the grocery store or something, my dad would call me in there and say, where'd you going? When are you going to be back? I'm like, dad, I'm just running to the grocery store. I'll be right back. Why? What's wrong? He always made me think something was wrong. He's like, I just miss you. I just want you to be here with me. And you know, and it's so amazing watching someone go through this journey. And I don't mean amazing like it's a fun experience, but I learned so much because the focus, when you know you don't have that much time left here, yet the focus isn't how many orders can I get from Amazon this week? The focus isn't, you know, where can I spend my money? The focus isn't... Um, I'm going to go buy some new clothes. No, the focus is I want to spend time with the people I love. I just want to be with them. We don't have to be doing anything. We can just sit there and stare at each other. It doesn't matter. That's what matters to people is the time that you spend with them. Um, and I have to say, you know, I'm really grateful for that, that I got that experience with both of my parents. Um, I don't know. I may feel a lot different and it may have taken me way longer to, to do my healing if that hadn't been my experience, you know, if it would have been like something very abrupt and all of a sudden, yes, we knew, but when it actually happened, it was still a shock. Um, if that makes any sense to anybody. I think I talked too much. My mouth is so dry. Um, so. I thank you all for being here tonight. I'm so grateful for every single one of you. Um, as I said at the beginning of the show, if I can find my notes here, I want to just remind everybody it was about the testimonials. And I had put out a challenge to you guys 
um, to sit down and write out a testimonial for each one of the Goldilocks shows that you watch. Um, I did it for all the shows last week, and it took me less than, it took me five to seven minutes from the time I started it till I submitted my email. You don't have to write, you know, a paragraph, just a, a set, couple, two or three sentences. Um, so this week, my challenge to you is for you guys to do this. I want each one of you that can hear my voice to write a testimonial for each of the shows that you watch. Um, and send you can send it to me or Tiffany. Um, and several people have already accepted the challenge. Sarah, Jill, and Kim. So I'm hoping that many more of you will as well, because we would really appreciate it. Um, the testimonials will be shown on the Goldilocks Productions web website, and I believe she said we can put them on our individual websites as well, if they're about us. So I hope you guys will take five minutes of your day between now and next Wednesday and do that. If you love the shows on Goldilocks, if you love the host, if you love the producer, which we all do, um, then please, you know, please take a few minutes to do that because we would all greatly appreciate it. Sarah says, um, that's like my dad now. He isn't talking right now, but I know by us visiting him that it means so much to him. It does, Sarah. It does. And, you know, it's got to be so frustrating. And I saw this with my mom, too. It's got to be so frustrating to not be able to verbalize what you want to say. Um, you know, it's like the words are trapped inside of their body and they just can't get it out. My mom couldn't, she tried to write it, but it was so hard to understand. And then if you didn't know what she was talking about, she'd get very upset. So, you know, of course we did our best, but, um, but I can understand him being really frustrated. And just because he can't verbalize it and say it, know that he is feeling it, Sarah. Quality time can always be felt with the heart. That is right. That is right, Sarah. That's beautiful. Thank you, Melissa. Melissa said, great show. Well, um, I want to thank everyone for joining me tonight. And all of you people over on Rumble that are watching, I appreciate you. Um, you guys are a pretty quiet bunch over there. Um, but I want to thank all of you. I love and appreciate every single one of you. And I look forward to next week. Who knows what we'll be talking about then. Um, but I'll be excited to know. And as soon as I do, I will let you guys know. So you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. I love you all. Good night. Share your appreciation to our show hosts by submitting a testimonial for your favorite Goldilocks Productions show. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. 
The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable splash refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.